Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. So, first of all, take a moment and greet you guys. Hi. So nice to be here. I'm looking quite nice, aren't I? My wife... My wife bought me some clothes this weekend, so <laughs> um, I was going to take a, a moment to honor mom and dad. Um, I'm here because of them, not just in the natural, but in the spiritual as well. <laughs> They've been my rock and my solid place, and I just want to say thank you for the opportunity, mom and dad, and we're praying for you down there. Um, I think, guys, I'll lean on you a little bit later, okay, so I don't have to stress too much. The last while, we've been focusing a lot on revival and, you know, really been pushing in for revival and a turning of this area and in our hearts. But I don't know if it's just me, but it's been crazy. It's been a definitely a challenging period in our lives. Uh, uh, you know, in Team JJ, it's been a, a, almost like a storm. And that's the title for today. The storm versus my Jesus. So if you've been going through a rough time this last while, this is for you. Because this, I'm preaching to myself here. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give you a bit of examples before we move into the sermon itself. But some of the rough times that we've been going through is with our businesses. And some of the challenges, the storm is that a project that would normally take about six weeks to do has been going on for about six months. And we're still not done. And if you're in construction, Mark, you know as well that every day counts. You know, you've got wages and expenses. And these are some of the storms that uh, we've been experiencing with our business and in our own lives even. And I was like, God, you're calling us for revival, but why does it feel like I've been thrown out into the sea like Jonah. Uh, do you guys relate to that? Yeah. So I, God showed me some examples. Being in the storm doesn't mean you're a Jonah. Okay. Bible talks about dark days and bad days and storms throughout the Bible. They are coming. And I'll give you some examples. In Ecclesiastes 11 verse 8, says, yet let them remember the days of darkness, for they will be many. Job 30, what a story. Verse 26, I looked for good, but evil came instead. I waited for the light, but darkness fell. So the Bible is talking about these storms that are coming. And I often, every time I go through a rough patch in my life, it's like, what did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? Did I, did I not pray enough? Should I have fasted? You know? Maybe that sin when I was 10 years old or 18 years old is now finally catching up to me and God doesn't love me. Ah, these are the conversations I have in my head. But I want us to remember, when we are in a storm, we are not a Jonah. But let's have a look at the Jonah story. <laughs> Jonah 1 verse 3 to 4, you can put the scripture up. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to the 
the Yopa, when he found a ship bound for the port, after paying the fare, he went abroad and sailed for that word, to flee for the Lord. <laughs> then the Lord, the Lord sent a great wind on the sea. Sometimes it feels like the Lord is sending the wind. And such a violent storm arose around the ship and threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice so we will not perish. Nowhere did it say that Jonah was scared during the storm. Uh, I think it must be pretty hard to be scared. And if you're going to go to the bottom, go into a deep sleep. Not just like this, you know, when I remember as a youngster in the dark, and if, if I'm nervous about something or, you know, scared, the littlest noise and I'm up and I'm, uh, you know, you're alert. So how is Jonah not scared, but is going through this massive storm? And they said that he goes to the bottom of the deck. Now, I picture these massive wooden ships back in the day. And being at the bottom of the deck is probably the most dangerous spot during a storm. There can be a puncture in the side of the boat. And if we are gonna, if it is going to tip over, you're going to be stuck in the bottom. So he's gone to one of the most dangerous spots on the boat. And he's chilling. He's having a lack of time. He's, he's going to deep sleep. That the captain has to wake him. There is two bad examples in here of what not to do during the storm. Do we not do this often when we're in a storm? Maybe, maybe you feel like you deserved it, like I mentioned. You know, I, I did this sin, and this is God getting back at me. Or, number two, we're waiting for God to give us a different word. Because often what Jonah's was, was that he didn't like the word that God gave him, and he ran. So we sit there waiting at the bottom of the ship, waiting for God to change his mind. But that's not the way we should do it, going through the storm. Jonah didn't like the word God gave him, and he, so he was sleeping, waiting for his, this new word from God. But the instruction was clear. So this is, this is referring to us. Sometimes God calls us to do something, to move into either going, from going to church, maybe stepping into your calling at church, maybe start serving. But we sometimes don't, oh, I don't like my calling. I'd rather sit at the bottom of the ship waiting for God to give me a new instruction. And then we wonder why we go into the storm. The storm, like I've said many times, and I want, I want this to, that we can take an identity of this. The storm in your life does not mean that you are Jonah and needs to be chucked into a whale for three days. The storm you want to be in is the one in Matthew 14. So let's go to Matthew 14. So the disciples now, it just had the miracle of the 5,000 there where Jesus broke the bread and the fish and fed the 5,000. So this is just after the absolutely incredible miracle. Now we're going to verse 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that these disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent people home. So if he's sending his disciples along to that side of the coastline, obviously he's going to eventually meet up with them, you know, could carry on with their ministry. 
So Jesus gives a promise that he'll meet them on the other side. There's different translations actually say that I'll meet you that side. What promises has God given you that you have held on to over the last while? We had just last week, Sunday night, the prophetic service where mom and dad were flown in the prophetic. Those are absolutely amazing times to hear what God is saying. But what, what throughout your life has God said to you? What is your promise from him to you? If you don't have that, this is where the perfect time for cell groups, evening service, we can help you and show you and teach you how to hear God's word in your life. Because, man, those storms are coming, and I need to be able to hold on to something. So let's take an example now. There's a disciples coming from this amazing miracle and all of that. Jesus tells them, go, climb on the boat and go that way. I'll meet you that side. And so often that happens with church, is that we have this amazing time at church on a Sunday, and then we're out on our mission across the lake during the week. And it just feels like as we're going through the week, suddenly the wind starts picking up. And it gets, it's getting tougher and tougher. I mean, by some of us, sometimes by Sunday afternoon, I've already got into the house, fought with the kids and the wife and kicked the dog. And, you know, the storm's already rolling in there. And it feels like the wind gets stronger and stronger as we move away from this moment that we had with Jesus on Sunday. And I'm just referring to myself here. <laughs> and when he sent the multitude away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves. For the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch, now I don't know if you guys know the Jewish system, or maybe we've been preached before, but the fourth watch is referring to the last hours of the evening. Three to about six o'clock. That was obviously six to nine is first watch, nine to twelve, second watch, twelve to three, third watch, and fourth watch being the just before before the morning broke. How often is it that God likes to leave things to the last moment? Yeah. Towards the fourth and final watch. Now in the fourth watch, um, just before daybreak, and now Jesus went to him, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Often God's plan in the storm scares us. We are so consumed by the storm that when we see Jesus appear, we don't recognize him. Maybe God didn't tell me to meet him on the other side. Maybe the storm is too big. There's even ghosts here. Sometimes God is moving and he's right there next to you in the middle of the storm. But we are so scared of the storm, the situation we're in, we don't even recognize that God's busy moving something. This happens continuously throughout lives. Is that God promised that he's going to be there. And when we're moving, we don't even recognize him. Some of the thoughts is, surely Jesus wouldn't send us through the storm. Doesn't he love us? Why are we going through this tough time? Is this relatable? I, I, I've, these are the questions that I've been having the last while through my storm. And I want to hear what God is saying for that. 
But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. This is the same, it is I, as referred to in Exodus, where uh, I am. It's that, that same reference. So God is, Jesus is saying right there in the middle of the storm that he is the mighty. He is the amazing. He is the creator of the heavens of the earth. He is the creator of the storm. And he will get us through that. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come on the water. I like that part. The first, first thing that it goes in the middle of the storm, first thing we hear Peter say, in the middle of the storm, command me on where I must go. Look into Jesus for direction. Let me read that again. Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Not maybe do another miracle. Just tell me where I must go, and I'll go. In the midst of a storm, that's the approach we need to have. God, where, where do you want me to move in the storm? Must I move the boat this way? Must I climb out on the water? Why, why would, if it is you, tell me where to go. So Jesus replied with one word, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. One word from Jesus, come. Regardless of what the storm was, regardless of how difficult it is in your situation now, Jesus is saying, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked not only on water, but on the word. The word was what kept Peter above the, the, the storm. What is the word that you are holding on to during this time in your storm? If you don't have a word, how are you keeping your eyes on Jesus? How are you keeping your eyes on the word? How are you standing on the word? And, and Peter got out of the boat and not, not only walked on water, but the word. Eyes focused on Jesus. Jesus never stopped the storm. Jesus just gave the word. And the word, you can overcome the storm with come. Jesus is now calling each of us when we go through these storms. What word has Jesus told you? And are you working on the water or on the word? But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink in, crying out, saying, Lord, save me. As soon as we turned our eyes away from Jesus, we started sinking. As soon as we go out of the boat, man, Sunday, it's amazing. Maybe it's prayer meeting on a Saturday afternoon. We're feeling amazing. We've got a word from God. We are focused. And suddenly that storm comes Monday morning. And our eyes start drifting away. And that's the only time that Jesus actually rebukes him. Is now after he turned his eyes off him. Not the fear that he had before. Not the stress and the worries and so on. Some of that stuff is natural. Some of that stuff gets you to get to stand on the word. Often if our lives were perfect, we wouldn't need Jesus. This is the almighty Jesus. He, he needs to take glory. And those storm days are coming. How are we going to show him glory is when we turn our eyes onto him. The storm could not knock Peter off when he was walking in the water, but only when our eyes are focused on the storm and not on Jesus.
I want to remind everyone here that, there's a, that the storm cannot knock you off. If you know that Jesus told you to cross the lake, then stand. Don't, don't stress. When you're going through that storm, don't worry. And you will get through it. Eyes, fo- eyes focus on the word that Jesus has given you and start walking through the storm. Don't be the Jonah that is hiding at the bottom of the boat, <coughs> continuously walking on the word that our Savior, creator of the heavens and the earth, is with you. So even if you go back on the scriptures and you see that when Jesus went up on the mountain, he could still keep his eyes on, on them on the boat in the middle of the lake. He saw them all the way. Jesus has his eyes on you this entire time. Don't think that you're in Jonah now and it's, I'm going to hide at the bottom of the boat. And it's like, I don't like that word that God gave me, so therefore I'm going to stay in the storm at the bottom. You will get chucked out. (laughs) I warn this now and say, rather hear what God is saying. Because the storm is much longer if you don't hear what God is saying. But what the promise here is that God will be there and you will get through and you will get to the other side. And what did I say in the beginning? I said we've been focusing on revival in this last while. What happened straight after this, after the cross year? By the time they got onto the other side of the, the lake, the word had spread so much. That's when Jesus' ministry really kicked up a gear. And there was thousands Miracle after miracle, healings, salvations, you name it. This is what happened on the other side of that lake. So a revival comes after the storm. Be excited when you're in the storm. Be excited that you get the opportunity to stand up and walk on the word with Jesus. This is our, this should be our approach in a storm, not... Oh, it's a tough day. I'm not going to go to church on Sunday because you won't believe the week I had. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's why we go to church. Prayer meeting on a Saturday. Yo, you know, I just, I just need one day to rest. I go to church on Sunday. I just need one. These are my arguments that I've been having. Yeah. These are my Jonah moments. You know? But the, the storm is there for God to get all the glory and for God to show you that he will stand up, that he is got, has got his eyes on you and that you will get through the storm and that revival is coming as long as you get through. Because even the same thing with Jonah, God's plan is going to happen whether you like it or not. The way, the, the way that you exit the storm is up to you. Are you going to go in the way of the whale? And it actually says a large fish. And I'm, I, my dad's a fisherman, so I, I grew up on the water. I know it, it's a mess inside there, you know. <laughs> and a, a light here, I've been four years old, learning how to cut open a fish and so on. So I, I know the insides of a fish, and it's not a pretty sight. And it, it, sometimes our life feels like that. So... I want to encourage you guys, let's rather start turning to the Word, to our eyes on Jesus, instead of going the way of Jonah and hiding at the bottom. 
That is not faith at the bottom of the boat. Often we say, oh, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm a child of God. God will just sort it out. I'm going to go sleep at the bottom of the boat. This is not what God has called us. This is not, that's not faith. The faith is when you start standing on the water, on the word of God. Is this making sense? And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they get into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my Father. Sometimes when the storm, it just feels like you don't love us. Sometimes in the storm, it feels like you've forgotten us. Sometimes in the storm, the word you give, we want to run away from. But Lord, you are the creator of the heavens and the earth. You are the savior and you haven't gotten your eyes off us, Lord. You haven't turned your eyes away from us. Even at the top of the mountain, your eyes are focused on us, Lord. Lord Jesus, I pray that each person here will turn their eyes to you in the middle of the storm. That they get out of the boat walking with confidence that you are the mighty God. And as long as my eyes are focused on you, Jesus, we will get through the storm. I thank you, Lord, that there's a revival coming for this honeydew area, Lord Jesus. And as we as a church go through the storm, we are excited to be on the other side. We are excited that even in our personal storms, that you are going to get the glory. Every time that wind comes up, there is an opportunity for my Jesus to take the glory. This is our approach, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I pray that every person that feels like they are Jonah at the bottom of that boat. That you would touch them. Just as you pulled Peter out of the water. That you would touch them and help him up. Standing back on their feet. Standing back on the word that you have promised. Thank you Lord Jesus. There... There's an anointing here this morning for the storm in your life. That Jesus wants to lift you out of that out of that water, out of the bottom of that boat. There's an opportunity here for each one of you guys. Thank you, Jesus. So I actually want to ask you guys, as the guys are playing in the back, this is your moment. Even Peter had to stretch out his hand. Even Jonah had to say, you know what, this problem is with me. Chuck me out and watch what God does. So right now, as the guys play, and it's just going to be instrumental, I'm going to let them flow with the Holy Spirit. As you guys close your eyes, focus on Jesus. And stretch out your hands so Jesus can pull you out of that water. Build it up.
I've got the mark this morning and the flow is going to be a little different. But God has a plan with you this morning. Even if you are watching online, God has his eyes focused on you this morning. Your situation can't change. Life is not the storm. Life is not the storm. This is a season. And Jesus wants you to go through it and past it because his plan is what is on the other side. This is your opportunity this morning. So stretch out your hands as Jesus pulls you up and you stand on the word of God that he has you and that his plan is perfect. Oh, the word for frontline is there's a shift coming. There's a shift coming. And those that stand on the word will move to the other side. But those that don't stand up on the word of God will be left in the boat in the storm. Because Jesus will get his glory. How long are you in the storm is up to you. But Jesus will come through. Every single time. Every single time. You must get excited when you see that storm coming. When that steam that storm is coming. It's like, yes, Jesus is gonna get the glory, regardless of the challenge. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We hope that you enjoyed today's message. Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website, www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.